Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panda, the Binding Warrior Podcast. It's today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So uh, to close out the week, um, I thought I would talk about a topic that I know may seem polarizing. It may seem controversial. Um, some people may like it, some people may not. But um, I thought it's important to talk about because uh, there was, if you have been following the news, uh, the past two weeks, there's actually been a, I believe, I want to say at least two major uh, mass murders. Uh, I'm saying the word murder is not mass shooting uh, because I'm being very selective with my words. And you'll find out why in a second. So in Boulder, Colorado on Monday, we saw a, uh, a mass murder that took place. I believe 10 innocent people lost their lives uh, by a crazed gunman. And uh, as we all know, a few weeks, maybe a few days before even, um, in Atlanta, Georgia, a gunman came into a massage parlor and spa in Atlanta, Georgia, and killed eight people, and all, all of which were of Asian descent. <clears throat> and uh, now the topic of the Second Amendment and our gun rights and all these things have come to the forefront of social media, in mainstream media, and what have you. And in this podcast episode, I want to discuss my thoughts regarding the Second Amendment specifically as a Filipino American. Um, and uh, this is not going to be a necessarily a uh, pro-gun uh, podcast episode. This is not going to be a lesson on the Constitution. Uh, but all this is going to be is just kind of my perspective on the situation and uh, my thoughts on the Second Amendment and uh, what it means to us as Filipino Americans and Asian Americans in today's climate. So um, just to give you some background, uh, I am the child of Filipino immigrants. And despite what people may think, um, my ethnic background, my ethnicity as a Filipino does impact a lot of my viewpoints as an, as an American uh, living here in the state of Texas, living here in the United States of America. And my parents fled the Philippines, left the Philippines in the 80s uh, to escape martial law. Uh, which was enacted by then dictator Ferdinand Marcos. Um, and I'm not going to go into the whole uh, spiel regarding what that entailed and what happened there because I'm, I'm sure there's uh, many resources on YouTube and Google that you could probably research yourself. But in a nutshell, um, martial law was declared by Ferdinand Marcos uh, sometime in the early 80s in the Philippines. And uh, my parents, along with thousands, of, if not millions of Filipinos, fled uh, to, in search for, for a better life around the world. And my parents ended up in New York City, uh, where I was eventually born. And... My parents don't really talk about the martial law era that much. And I understand why. Like, the older I get, the more I understand. They've kind of talked about a few things, but they never want to discuss the, um, the entirety of it or the specificity of what happened. And one of the things my dad did tell me was that when, the, uh, when uh, Fernand Marcos declared martial law, he required that all Filipino citizens turn in their guns. Okay. Um, they had a week, I believe, to turn in their guns. And if they refused to, to cooperate with that order, they were either imprisoned or executed. Okay. And I think this is shaping a lot of my views on the topic of the Second Amendment. Because a lot of people in this country, in the United States of America, view the Second Amendment through the lens of the Founding Fathers. Right. Uh, the Second Amendment, as it, it pertains to the Constitution, is the right of the people to keep and bear arms. And a lot of people in the United States of America view it from that lens. For me, personally... Um, I don't view it from that lens. Uh, I, I appreciate that lens, frankly, obviously. That's why I'm glad I live here and I'm proud to be an American. But I view it through the lens of my father and my mother who saw what happens when guns are taken away, when the right to bear arms is stripped from you. Uh, because if you wanted to take control or do something corrupt like what Fernand Marcos did, um, you would disarm the population in order to make sure that they 
couldn't do anything to fight back. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that's happening now. I'm not saying anything like that. What I am saying, though, is that much of my perspective on the Second Amendment really comes from that perspective. It's from my parents who saw what happens and the bad things that can happen when firearms and weapons and your right to protect yourself and your family is taken away from you. And I know in this country, the Second Amendment is a very much politicized thing. And it's a very, um, it's a very associated with the right conservative branch of, you know, of the political spectrum. And for me, it's never been that way. It's not political for me. Um, for me, it is, again, through the lens of just reason. <laughs> you know, uh, if you look at history, if you look at world history, you look at multiple cultures throughout the ages, anytime the government decides to infringe or even remove your right to bear arms. In, for instance, in the Philippines, let's go back to the Philippines. When the Spanish came to colonize the Philippines over 500 years ago, one of the first things that they did was demand and require that the Filipino natives uh, prevent themselves or avoid and prohibit themselves from wearing their swords. So if you look at the Filipino martial arts, which we teach, you'll notice that we use a lot of stick work. And the reason for that was that the Spanish showed up and said, you are not allowed to don your swords anymore. You cannot bear your swords. So we were forced, our ancestors were forced to put our swords away and conceal them or even get rid of them in many cases and use sticks as training tools to mimic the sword techniques, which is why you see so much of the stick fighting techniques in the Filipino martial arts. And that's actually one of the things that we are known for throughout the world. And that is another example as a Filipino, as a person of Filipino descent, who has seen and studies history and knows what happens when, again, government infringes on your ability to own weapons to protect you and your family and your community, right? And again, this is not a political thing for me. This is me, me speaking through the lens of history, speaking through the lens of a person who, the, the, and I'm just give, giving you some perspective as well. A lot of what we see in the so-called right-wing conservative side of America is this, con, this hypothetical, right? This hypothetical that um, the government's gonna come to take your guns and they're gonna declare martial law and you know your rights are gonna be stripped away and X, Y, Z, right? There's all these things that can happen. And it's a hypothetical thing. And a lot of people believe it, that's possible. A lot of people don't believe that's possible. And there's a lot of people who believe it is possible, but it's very unlikely, right? You got a few people in each of the three camps. For me and my family, it's not a hypothetical. My parents saw this happen. So again, it's not a political thing right? It's not an anger thing. It's none of that stuff. All it is, is the, is reason. <laughs> it's looking at it through the lens of reason. And so in light of that, what does the second amendment mean to me? I believe that the second amendment is important. It's important to understand and it's important to embrace. Now that's not me saying that we need to all carry guns and that every person listening to this needs to go get a gun and learn how to use it. Um, I'm a realist and I know that that's probably not the case. And frankly, I would never tell someone to, ha to own a weapon, right? If they're not trained and not thorough, thoroughly trained and competent and responsible in its use and its storage and its application, right? So I'm very, very careful with that. This is not me telling you to go get your guns and embrace your second amendment rights. Uh, what I mean, when I say embrace, what I'm saying is we need to recognize it for what it is. Okay, it's not a uh, right-wing thing. It's not a left-wing thing. It's an American thing. And it's a thing that was put in our Constitution for a very specific reason because the Founding Fathers knew that 
mm. not regardless of what you might think. The founding fathers knew what it took to protect themselves. My ancestors in the Philippines knew what it took to protect themselves. They are both my American history and my Filipino history both echo the reality that violence is a thing, right? This country, the United States of America, was born out of revolution, right? The Philippines has seen multiple violent wars and it's, I mean, multiple is an understatement. I mean, thousands upon thousands of violent conflicts, major violent conflicts throughout its history, uh, even before the, the arrival of the, the Spanish. So I think it's important for us to look at the Second Amendment, not as a right-wing thing, not as a left-wing thing, but primarily as a American thing that is something that we need to understand. That's the first thing we need to understand. We need to do our research and know what this thing is, right? This amendment is and what it really means. And second, we need to understand its value. And by embracing your Second Amendment rights, it's not doesn't necessarily mean you go buy a gun and that you that you go own it and that you carry it everywhere you go and you brandish it and you 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 you, you sign up for whatever. You don't do that. What I'm saying is learn what a firearm does. Learn how to clean it, learn how to load it, learn how to safely store it, learn how to shoot it. Understand these things. Not because you want to be tactical or super, you know, deadly or anything like that. It's because as an American, I think it's a skill set that is important. Not just for self-defense, just in general. I think understanding what this tool does, which all a firearm is, is a tool, right? We need to know what it does. We need to respect what it can do. We don't need to fear it, right? We need to understand it. And I think a lot of the fear that's going on around the Second Amendment is just a lot of ignorance, frankly. There's people who don't know what it is. And again, this is not telling anyone to go buy a gun. Absolutely not. Because obviously, we all live in different places and you might be living in a place where guns are not allowed or you might be living in a place where firearms are not allowed. And I get it. Um, you may be in a position in your life where you just don't feel safe having a fire. I actually have a lot of friends who I love and have known for years that their spouses and them just refuse to have a firearm. And that's awesome. If that's, and that's your decision, right? Like you have to own that. Um, but you need to know why you feel that way. Do you feel that way because you're scared, right? Or do you feel that way because you've maybe had a bad experience with it or you just have no interest in it, whatever, right? But regardless, we all have to embrace the concept of the Second Amendment, because the, the right to self-defense is a universal human right. And that's, that's what's really great about being an American. So again, this is not talking about the Second Amendment from a conservative stance. This is really just trying to look at it objectively. Do I believe that there are people on both sides of the equation that um, have things that we need to listen to? Yes, I believe we need to listen to both sides of the political aisle. But again, this is not a political thing. This is a reason thing. This is something I'm looking at through the lens of history, through the lens of my parents who actually saw what happens when guns are taken away. And again, people are going to say, well, you're being extreme. That would never happen here. I'm like, well, historically, that's not the case, right? There, there's been This has happened in multiple countries and multiple empires and so forth, right? And so we need to understand what we're talking about when it comes to the Second Amendment. And as Filipino Americans, I think in this particular time where Filipino Americans and Asian Americans are seeing violent attacks done in our community, it would pay for us to learn how to protect ourselves. And again, I'm not talking about guns here. I'm not talking about guns. That's part of the equation, but it's not the only thing. For me, the Second Amendment also involves self-defense, period. That means with your bare hands, with your feet, Jiu-jitsu, Filipino martial arts, obviously, right? Learning how to stick fight, using, learning how to use a long blade, a knife, all these things. They're part of the equation. So in my lens, again, the Second Amendment isn't just about firearms. It really comes down to just self-defense, period. So in this society where we are seeing people who look like me 
getting attacked, slashed with box cutters, being kicked, elderly Asians being pushed and hit, beat on the ground and mugged and violently assaulted and attacked. And most recently, of course, in Atlanta, uh, being killed mercilessly. We need to embrace our ability to protect ourselves. We need to do this legally, we need to do this ethically, and we need to do it responsibly. And part of that is learning from qualified instructors all, as well as studying history, knowing what this thing is, what the Second Amendment really is. So before you jump to conclusions and think that this is all about firearms, it's not. It really is just, again, the lens of a Filipino-American who knows what history does, <laughs> history has shown, rather, and understands that self-defense is a right for everyone and the self second amendment is not just about firearms it's about everything that you can utilize within your power to protect yourself and those that you love so again let's not politicize this let's not make this about being a gun nut or a knife nut or anything like that let's just I recommend that everybody listening to this takes a second this weekend to just read about the second amendment what it really teaches and what it can do for our community not just meaning that we arm ourselves and we, you know, we, we fight. No, not at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we need to know what it means because we are one of the few countries in the world that actually retains this particular right. And it's something that we need to understand is precious. And it's something that we need to understand is unique. And there's a reason why we have it here. So I hope this podcast inspires you to learn more about this topic as opposed to listening to the political pundits out there. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.